We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, Miami led by 30, and Tyler Hero back after missing the last three games. He was huge off the bench with 21 points. As good as Miami is defensively, they were... Phenomenal on the offensive end with their efficiency and shooting. 50%, 43% from three. They beat the Knicks 110 to 96. Ah. Okie dokie. How are we doing tonight? Oh boy. If that wasn't a great time watching a basketball game, I don't know what was. Hold on, before we start tonight. Let's just take care of something here. Okay. That's better. That is much better. I needed to just inject a little positivity here. Because I can't look at that motherfucker anymore. Fuck that guy. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Um, that was uh, that was an epic ass kicking. Um, I don't really have anything to say about it. This is going to be a vent session for anybody and say whatever you want. Um, I will say this, which you're not going to hear from me tonight. You'll hear a couple positives from me tonight. You'll hear a couple positives about it. I thought quickly played some nice minutes. I thought RJ played some nice minutes. Obi played some nice minutes. We got to see a little cam. I don't know how good that was. Um, so, like, yeah, there's, there's, like, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep things in perspective. I will do that, as I always do. Uh, what I won't do is tonight is not going to be the night that I uh, die on the Tom Thibodeau hill. Um, do I think Tom Thibodeau should be fired? No, of course, I don't think Tom Thibodeau should be fired. But I think we, do, we have reached a point where even me, even me, who is uh, a, a strident, strident supporter of Coach Tibbs, and I will remain, I will remain so until my dying day. Um, things have gotten 
things have gotten past the point of being tenable. And um, we were just talking about it for the last 20, 25 minutes on the, on the playback, um, the, the live stream um, about like, you know, what would an attempt, what would a real attempt at accountability from Tibbs? What, what would like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? What's the cost benefit analysis? Might he be losing other players at this point in terms of their, their faith in what's going on? Um, I'm convinced that if he tried to become more account or try to become, make Julius more accountable for his actions, I'm convinced that he would lose him. That's, that's been my, that's my, my whole Tibbs Hilda Dion has been centered on that because I'm convinced that Julius is a head case. I'm convinced that Julius is 110% detrimental to anything positive that they're trying to do. I am convinced that Julius Randle is a cancer for this team at this point and this organization. And I would, I mean, it's funny now to think back to people like got on me for suggesting that I, uh, that I had the audacity to want to trade him for Harrison Barnes a few weeks ago. Um, I would trade him for a bag of fucking deflated balls. Um, if I could, my, 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 my defensive Tibbs has always been rooted though. In the fact that if Tibbs tries to get more accountable with this guy, he's going to lose him. And the, what, you know, what happens if you don't excise a cancer and you leave it in there and you let it fester and you just poke at it and you prod at it, the cancer grows, which is why I'm very, very, very worried about what happens if Tibbs does try to get a little tougher with Julius and he is on this team past the trade deadline. I think in that case, you ain't seen shit yet. I think things could get really, really ugly. All that being said, can't watch this shit anymore. Just can't watch it. Can't watch it. It's unwatchable. And like, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of suggestions about taking this person out of the starting lineup and putting this person in the starting lineup. And like, I've been on the start quickly bandwagon and the whole thing. Um, I don't think it makes a difference as long as Julius is in there. If Julius is in there, I don't think anything's going to work. It all comes back to him. It all comes back to him. And here, Aaron, here's the other part. Um, and again, this is not a defense of Tibbs because Tibbs is the coach. You got to get your players to play the way you want them to play. He can't get Julius to play any differently right now because this is the way that Julius wants to play. Julius is never going to play any differently. Not in this city, at least. This is how he's going to play. He's not going to alter his play style at all. Didn't alter it in game one, game 10, game 20, game 30, game 40. Guess what? He's not doing it in game 50 either. He's going to play the way he wants to play. Um, get him the fuck out of here. I never want to look at his fucking face in a uniform again. Certainly not in my house. All right. Let's get to the super chat. Um... Poster gate. That's a good one. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, um, to make your night a bit better. Duncan Robinson is a max player. Uh, side note, I feel like Grimes and Quickly have switched places in the rotation. Um, I think they both have pretty secure places in the, in the rotation. I don't – I mean, Tibbs clearly loves, uh, loves Grimes, and Grimes is not going anywhere. Uh, out of the rotation. Grimes tonight played 31 minutes, quickly played 22. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he thinks 
Grimes is the more versatile player. I think he thinks Grimes can be on the floor with any combination of players, whereas quickly, I think he feels he has to be out there. He has to be, like, insulated a little bit. I don't think he – I feel like he doesn't trust him to do as much. But, like, if you defend your ass off and you – and, like, yeah, you know, Grimes got Butler, Jimmy Butler a couple times tonight. But, like, that dude – you are not going to get one over him on a uh, one over on him on a defensive possession, and let's just call it like it is. And again, um, I've been defending quickly all year. He hasn't shot it well, you know. He was uh, four six nine tonight, two of five from deep. Like he hasn't shot it well. Quick, uh, Grimes um, tonight was only two of six from deep, but like the threat of his shot is just so uh, is just so it's just it's a game changer. So I'm not I'm not surprised that Tibbs has fallen in love with Grimes. Uh, Ryan Huang, at this point, I think the front office has to be telling Tibbs to play guys for trade value. Kevin needs to be moved ASAP to get Cam in the rotation. Who are you? Oh, that's why you think to their, that Tibbs is playing. Yeah, I mean, that's a theory. I mean, I think I, I've said it before. Tibbs, nothing Tibbs is, that's the other part of it why I, I do kind of defend him. Because, and you may choose to believe this, you may choose not to believe it. Nothing Tibbs is doing is purely Tibbs' decision. I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. Nothing that Tibbs is doing is purely Thibodeau's decision. This this front office and, and Tibbs are – they're maybe not in lockstep on everything, but they talk about all this shit, you know? Um, so, you know, Tibbs – like maybe he wants to continue to play Julius Moore. Maybe he's the one fighting to play Julius Moore. I have no idea. But, you know, I, I, I do think there is going on on the court – like, I don't know. That's a theory. Um, that's definitely a theory. That said, do I think Tibbs would ever do anything that he did not think gave him the best chance to win the game? No, I don't think so. I don't think Tibbs would ever do anything that he didn't think would, would give him the best chance to win the game, um, which is the frustrating part. And that's, again, where it's impossible to defend him on that front because playing the starting lineup is just that's not their best chance to win the game. We've seen enough. It's not going to get fixed. And he's been stubborn in the past. He's being stubborn now. Um, so he needs to get over that and change and be better and be different. Because uh, for all the good he does, for as hard as they play, and, you know, as much as I still believe in what they do schematically on defense and to a certain extent on offense – can't keep trotting out the same shit. Uh, it's a definition of insanity at this point. Uh, Robert McGinley, there will be a ton for you to cover tonight, so I won't keep on the pile. Uh, just letting you know, we appreciate the fact that you're here to let us vent. Let's go next. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here for as much venting as you want to do. Um, thank you for that, by the way. Brian Benjamin, wish we got more deuce in the fourth. No offense to IQ, but we know what he is already. Also, this is the worst loss of the season, LOL. Um, yeah, I think this is probably the worst loss of the season. Um, and I think I said two nights, well, two games ago we had the worst loss of the season. Well, guess what? This is worse. Um, or whatever it was, three games ago, the Minnesota game. Uh, I don't think we know what Quickly yet is yet. I think Quickly is a guy who's a season and a half into his career that is showing you little drips and drabs of, uh, of nice playmaking. Thought he showed you some nice playmaking stuff tonight. Um, he's a guy that I think – the phrase that development isn't linear is uh, very applicable to, especially when you're trying to learn how to play that position at this level. I'm fine with him. Like to me, this was a great opportunity to give um, 
to give uh, more of a runway too quickly. You know, but we'll we'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, Nuchim Braun, Tibbs sticking with the starting five for so long is BS. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree. It was BS. It was wrong. It was the wrong decision. And I'm sure he had motivations for it. Uh, but whatever they were, it didn't work. Um, unless he was just trying to rub rub their face in it, which goes counter to him trying to play to win the game. But, you know, again, sometimes every coach, even Tibbs, will do something that they think is maybe not in the best interest of winning this game, but is in the best interest of winning more games in the future. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to leave them out there for that extra minute and a half. I have no idea, but it was ridiculous. Manny Campos, what's going on? Trade Randall. That's it. That's the super chat. I mean, shit. I mean, I, I could literally go through. I won't do it right now. I'll do it in a little bit. I could go through every salary that Julius Randall could be traded for uh, straight up. And I think you could find an argument that there's a trade there to be had. Uh, Matt down in Australia. What's going on, buddy? Thanks again for the playback. I will be positive today and say that I love that we saw from RJ, OB, IQ, and Grimes, especially Grimes. Grimes, man, Grimes is becoming – I'm trying to – I mean, I guess I'd compare him to quickly last year in terms of becoming – like he's, he is – I think he's kind of displaced Obi as the fan favorite because he does – like, Obi's fun. Obviously, Obi's a lot of fun to watch. But Grimes, man, that's New York basketball. That's Knicks, That's 90s Knicks basketball. What That's what he brings. And that's what's so awesome about it. And I think there's a real ceiling there. I'm so excited about this kid. I think they got a steal at 25. And, again, high pedigree kid, top 10 recruit. Um, the present with Randall is not good, but the future is bright. Yeah, I think the future is going to be okay. Again, I trust the front office. You know, I, I people out there may not trust Tibbs. I trust the front office. Um, uh, what else we got here? Dar two eight eight. John, those things us un. I know what Jeff said tonight. I know what Jeff said tonight. He said he thought Tibbs should have pulled all the starters. Um. Again. I'm not I am not going to concede that Tibbs has coached a bad year because I don't know how you could say that a guy whose team is three games under 500 and he has what at this point has to be said is the worst slash most detrimental lead player in the league in a league where the most important thing on your team is how good is your best player. Rank all 30 teams. I don't care who you want to throw at me. I mean, even at maybe Detroit, you want to give me Kate Cunningham is worse than Julius Randle? I don't think so. Uh, you want to give me Cole? Like Cole Anthony's been pretty good on Orlando. Um, what team has had a worse lead player than Julius Randle? So I understand that Tibbs may be at fault for the Julius Randle of it all. But he's also had to deal with it. So it's kind of like a, a yin and a yang there. And the team still is where they are. Uh, I don't think they're as good as their record right now would indicate. I will say that. Um, but, again, I, I just 
everything, every critical thing you could say of Tibbs, it all goes back to Randall. Every, every inch of it goes back to Randall. How he's handled Randall, how much he's playing Randall, how Randall has played, how like all of that stuff. And again, I just I don't envy the man. That's all. Maybe it's maybe I defend him so much because I feel bad for him. That's probably it, is because I feel bad for him that he has to deal with this, with this guy, who is just being it was it was it was actively detrimental to the effort of losing. Um, you know. I just don't know what I would do. Um, Michael Morando. Tibbs is pulling the Elf Payton treatment on Randall. Big difference, though. Uh, Julius Randall is signed for four more years and $117 more million, uh, whereas Elf Payton was an expiring contract. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Jeff Van Gundy roasted Tibbs, and, he, and he's his guy. The front office needs to trade guys so Tibbs can't start them. Um, again, it's not that easy. You have to try to find a trade partner. Uh, I would love for the front office to make some trades. Uh, but we, we, we shall see Jacob real. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate it. Just because we need some good vibes tonight. Good vibes are always welcome in the uh, chat and the super chat because, uh, God knows they are not always there. Um, <laughs> Fred Katz with a nice, yeah, this thing could get out of hand in a hurry. I mean, we've all been talking team games and I think it might actually be more. They, they won't be underdogs against Sacramento at home. Um, in a couple games. I could see them being underdogs at Portland at the end of that road trip. Um, they probably won't be underdogs against Oklahoma City at home. But again, if they're coming in to Madison Square Garden at um, to face Oklahoma City, having lost like whatever, like 11 of their last 13 games, I don't know. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? I am done with Randall. Ship him out by February 10th. No pride, crap attitude, good riddance. We play with heart in New York City. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, you've had a lot of good super chats over the course of the season, going back to even last year. That one um, might be my favorite. That one might be my favorite. Well said. Brian Benjamin, is Tibbs wants to keep Randall accountable, just play OB 17 minutes a game so Randall can see what effort looks like. That's the solution, and that's the counter to my point, right, is it's, it doesn't have to be all of a sudden Obi's playing 24 minutes and Randall's playing 24 minutes, right? It's just Obi's playing a little bit more. My counter to that counter would be that Julius Randall is in such a bad place mentally, emotionally, fucking physically, anything that even if you play him, if he gets any inclination, he's like, he's like the, um, he's like the kid at school who like is having a bad day. And like one person says like the wrong thing to him and he like blows up at the person like he, and he has the maturity of a, of a, of a, of a teenager. So, you know, um, I really do think he is in such a fragile place that the smallest thing. But again, the counter to that counter is like, how much worse could it get? <laughs> and to that, to that, I really don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it can't get any worse. Maybe it can't get any worse. I have no idea. Um, all right. I'm going to scroll back up here to the top of the Super Chat and catch up with uh, everything. Uh, okay. I think I'm good here. Um, 
great. We're going at a, a nice pace tonight. True story, Jay. Um, then Julius needs to go, John. I'm glad you've seen the light. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying, I think I've been saying Julius needs to go for for a while. The only the only night that I was really, I felt a little, I felt actually very bad for him, was the night that I thought he had a, like a decent ending to one game in Chicago, I think it was, and then he missed a couple free throws down the down the stretch and, um, you know, I, but he made a lot of good shots and like I thought he played well and people were just killing him. I felt a little bad for him then, but like, I mean, any sympathy that I once had for Julius Randle has gone, has gone bye bye. Um, Peter Imhoff, everyone over twenty five should be traded this off season. Uh, so Kemba, Sayonara. Although again, I don't even. I'm not even sure how much I blame. I really don't blame Kemba that because again, same thing with Tibbs. It goes for Kemba. You try playing with this guy, who never made any real genuine like. It was so begrudging. I'll use that word again. I've used it before. His effort in like quote unquote like welcoming Evan Kemba and Evan into the team with his why changing his style of play. It was begrudging. It was noticeably begrudging. He didn't really, 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 really like change his style of play. And then, but but at the same time, he changed it enough, or he thought he was changing it enough that he got pissed off at the whole world when it wasn't working. And that's what led I'm convinced that's what led to the Kemba work benching. Because that was that was Tibbs' attempt to try to save Randall, and obviously it didn't work. Um so he could go, even though I don't think it's his fault. Uh, Fournier, I think they'll find you could try. Although again, I, like Fournier, he's fine. I don't really like watching Fournier play. He's not a New York player to me. Um, really did a lot to um, disrupt their their identity. Um, Eddie C is asking: Does Randall have a fifteen percent trade kicker? Um, I know I should know this off the top of my head. Um, I don't, so I will look it up here, um, and I will get that answer very, very quickly. Um, James Mikalonis, Randall is getting closer to Eddie Curry every day. Eddie Curry forgot how to play basketball. Julius Randall is like so deep in his own head that he, well, he has forgotten how to play basketball, but like Eddie Curry stopped being an effective, like NBA player. Julius Randall if he adjusted how he played, could still be quite good. In, well, although the shooting piece has a lot to do with that. Um, he's just not willing. I don't think Julius Randle has a trade kicker. If uh, Andrew, if anybody has anything different than that in the, in the chat, feel free to have it in here. I don't think he has a trade kicker. Um, Lunas Amarat. Number 30 may request a trade himself because he looks totally out. There was a moment, uh, I, I remember now during the game, where, um, it, oh, that's right. It was, the last, it was the last play before the half. It was the last play before the half. And uh, there was like 0.6 seconds put back on it. And the whole team had huddled up around uh, Tibbs, who was like trying to draw up a play. Uh, the chat is saying he has a trade kicker. I'm, I'm on Spotrack and I, I don't see it. Um, again, I might be missing something. Um, maybe it was reported and it's just not on Spotrack. That could be it. Um, 
It's funny. I haven't committed it to memory. Oh, yeah, here we go. 15% trade bonus. You're right. Sorry. My bad. My bad, guys. Yes, he has a 15% trade kicker. It was at the bottom because um, it was – oh, that's right. Upcoming contract extension. Yes, he has a 15% trade kicker. So that sucks. Um, I still think they could trade him. Um, anyway, back to the comment. Um, yeah, oh, uh, that's what I was saying. Yeah, the whole team had huddled up around Tibbs, and Julius was, like, already back in the locker room. And I, Mitch had to, like, wave him to come back. When Mitchell Robinson is, like, waving you to come back in the huddle, you know you've you've gone off the deep end. Um, the rest of Lunas's comment, I just want so badly to see the rotation include all of our young guys with Cam, with no jewels, and with Rose. Yeah, I think we'd all like that at this point. Um, yeah, get the likes up if you hate the 15% trade kicker. Um, Kenny Rose, as expected, the Knicks versus good teams shows what they are. Yes, uh, that was a theme of our um, of our watch-along tonight. Other than RJ, what Nick could start on a top eight team? Um, not starting IQ and OB is a joke now. Well, it's not a joke because you, you can't, again, you can't, <laughs> you can't bench a guy whose extension with the trade kicker, by the way, hasn't even started. You have to trade that guy. You have to trade him. Um, the starting quickly thing, I think we're getting close to that territory. Uh, what Nick could start for a top eight team? I don't know. Are any of the top eight teams a little weak at set? No, Mitch can't start for any fucking top eight team. Who am I kidding? Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody other than RJ. Um, that's a good comment. Uh, Ed Paula. Let's be real. Grimes is only playing because of the Rose injury. What happens when Rose gets back? P.S. What the hell happened to Burks? Good comment. Uh, another guy I've been def- talk about fucking Cole Tate's exposed. Um, Burks, I've been I've been singing Burks' praises all year. Um, tough to sing his praises anymore. He's gotten into such a slump, and it. I think the wear and the tear, and maybe he's he's worn down. Which again, you blame Tips for that if you want. Um, perfectly valid. Uh, he just he's he's not good. He hasn't been good for a while. Um, so I don't know what they could get for Burks at this point. I don't think they're getting a first for him. That's for sure. Um, and then in terms of Grimes only playing because of the Rose injury, I disagree with that. Uh, Grimes ain't going anywhere. He's going to be in the rotation for the rest of the year. Tibbs loves that guy. He'll bench. He'll bench Kemba. He'll bench fucking quickly. He'll bench Obi, Cam, any of these guys. He ain't benching uh, Grimes. Um, Dom Cornelius, what's going on, Dom? Van Gundy basically said Tibbs was insane sticking with the same starting lineup and sticking with them long um, in quarters. Defend Tibbs now, Macri. I mean, I addressed this already. Um, I can't defend him tonight for that move. Uh, but tonight is one game. Um, I'm happy Van Gundy said what he said. He's not wrong. Um, but at the same time, Van Gundy's not stupid. He he would never say that about Tibbs if he didn't know that Tibbs' place with the front office is uh, secure. And by the way, for anybody who actually thinks that they're going to fire him or would entertain firing him, that's uh, – sorry, it's not going to happen. Um, he would never say that if he thought Tibbs was on any kind of shaky ground. He said that, I, I think – as a way to further dig it in to the starters, which is basically you have played so poorly that your coach looks like an asshole for going back to you. Um, 
which like, again, I'm not saying he wasn't being critical. I think he was legitimately being critical. But again, I go back to the same thing. If, if you want him to bench all these guys and like do all this stuff, you gotta, you gotta live with the repercussions with Randall specifically. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any defense anymore for starting Kemba instead of quickly. I, I can't think of a basketball reason to do it. Um, so I will not defend uh, Tibbs on that anymore. I, I, he can't start Kemba Walker anymore. As much as I don't, as much as I don't think that's going to change things. Again, I want to be very clear about that. I don't think that's going to change things. As long as Randall is there, it's not going to change. Um, trying my best. Any realistic change to starting five happening soon? I mean, Bondi tweeted it after the game. I don't think he's necessarily wrong that they have to change it after this. I just. I mean, your guess is if you told me right now that he trotted out the same starting lineup against Milwaukee on Friday, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't be shocked. I, to be honest with you, I'm like 50-50 right now that the same starting five get, goes out there against Milwaukee. I could see there being a change. Wouldn't be shocked if there is. Wouldn't be shocked if there isn't. I think the change is kept up again. Um... But again, if the change is Kemba, so that means I guess he it can't start Burks. Can't start Burks. So start quickly, and then your bench is good. And then he's gonna what is he gonna is he gonna bring Kemba off the bench? He already said we think he thinks Kemba's a starter. So I, I, I again I don't know. Is he gonna bring is is the bench gonna be Grimes, um, Burks quickly reddish or sorry bon, bleh, Grimes Burks. OB reddish and then a center. Maybe, maybe that's the way he goes. I don't know. Um, we'll see. D black. I know you are mad with Julius and I can't blame you, but all I feel is pity. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I feel, I pity him too. He went genius play last season to whatever the hell this is. It's like watching a basketball, uh, version of flowers for Algernon. Um, that's a good reference. Uh, I don't even know what this is. I was I was thinking about it a little bit earlier today. When is a player falling off a cliff like this? Like the the only comp that I could kind of think of, and it didn't get as much media attention, and um, he wasn't like he was the face of the team, but like there were other guys on the team who could do a little bit of heavy lifting. Was Oladipo? his year after his all NBA year came back and like his percentages plummeted and he like, wasn't doing as much the same things that was helpful to the team. And yet, even in that year, he made the all-star team. So yeah, this is, that is not a, that is not a good comp. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. Never seen anything like this. It's unbelievable. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need with customizable orders every week. You can add extra proteins and sides, change up the serving size when you have guests, or just double up on your favorite recipes so your box works harder for you. You can easily change your delivery days or food preferences or skip a week whenever you need. Feeding the whole family has never been easier with larger box sizes for more servings and more savings. HelloFresh also offers convenient, contact-free delivery right to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow and quick to make, with steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh is 30% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store. Plus, you skip the checkout lines. Try our quick and easy meals, which include 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and 10 minute lunches in HelloFresh Market. Perfect for your busy schedule. Enjoy restaurant quality meals for less in the comfort of your own home. HelloFresh's gourmet recipes like balsamic fig sirloin are over 72% cheaper than an average restaurant meal. Look, guys, I don't have to tell you how busy I can be with all the work I do for Nick's Film School, as well as my show Final Review. My girlfriend is just as busy, and when that question comes up every night, what do you want for dinner, rarely do we both have answers. Well, we've actually been customers of HelloFresh for over a year, and we're thrilled when we found out about this sponsorship. Not only is the food delicious, but it's convenient to make and takes away that simple anxiety of what you're going to have for dinner that night. They send you a week's worth of meals, you cook them, you prepare them, you eat them, and then by the weekend, a new box for the following week shows up. It's that simple. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash FilmSchool16 and use promo code FilmSchool16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Elias Awike, I would trade Kemba for a used napkin right now. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know how many teams around the league. Like, if you treated him as a salary dump, right? And like, just so Kem is making nine million dollars. Like, so let's say you're thinking a team might just like want to unload some bad money. Okay, well, like, where's the bad money? Where's the bad money you're gonna get a team to unload? So like, Torian Prince, right? Torian Prince is making thirteen million dollars. He's on an expiring contract. Would the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? He's still a Timberwolf. I, I hope he's still a Timberwolf. I'm pretty sure he's still a Timberwolf. We just played them. I should know this. My my brain is mashed potatoes. I apologize. Um, it would they would they do that deal right now? Would they would they trade Torian Prince? Torian Prince's expiring contract for Kemba Walker. 
I don't know, maybe, possibly. I'm not convinced that they would. Um, who else? I like, would Detroit give you Kelly Olenek? I don't think so. They, they'd ask for a sweetener. Um, yeah, I don't know where the deal is. I don't know where the obvious deal is. Uh, Thomas, Tomas Sadoransky, I think, is is he playing in New Orleans? I don't think he's playing much in New Orleans. Like, do you want that guy? I, it's like there's just really not – I don't know where the obvious Kemba trade is. Um, but maybe you guys could think of one. Um, Kevin Danishevsky back for more. Future's still bright, but we need to start over with Julius. I would just trade him for buyout Russ. And take the cap hit. Again, you can't trade him for Russ straight up because it's not enough money. You'd have to include uh, Fournier in that trade. I take being an effectively – and also they're not, they would never buy out Russ if they did that trade, but I don't think they're going to do that trade. Uh, I take being in effectively the same position cap-wise and going all in on young players. Um, yeah, this front office isn't going to operate that like that. They're going to they're gonna continue to treat Julius as an asset for as long as they can. Maybe a distressed asset. But I think they're going to continue to try to treat him like an asset. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Maybe you could send Kemba to Sacramento for Tristan Thompson. Do you want Tristan Thompson? Maybe there's the guy. Drew P. Kemba Fournier and Randall are the problems. They stink and are holding back RJ. Give RJ the keys. I can't keep watching them be on ball over RJ. Uh, Look, I'm here for giving RJ the keys. I'm I'm here for RJ having a 30 usage rate for the rest of the year. I am here for all of that. I'm just going to warn you that that is gonna that's gonna that might be ugly on some nights. Not a lot of nights. RJ, like this was a particularly bad matchup for RJ, and he still scored 17 points. But like there are teams if you take away the dribble handler for the pick and roll or or any of that high action. And you could guard that high action, and there are teams that could guard that high action. RJ is not yet comfortable taking the step back three. So the only part of his game right now, the only parts of his game where he can score effectively are threes off kickouts, um, or occasionally if he gets a high screen, he could do a side dribble, but he's clearly more comfortable catching and shooting. And then just driving and trying to put up shots on the drive. Or make the pass on the drive. And he's gotten so much – for as much as he was a little dicey with that tonight, he's gotten so, so much better. I'm I'm here for all of that usage. I just want to, again, say it, it's not going to look that pretty all the time. Um, but I'm here for it. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? It was good, good seeing you uh, in the other chat uh, or in the halftime zoom. I'm not a fire tips guy, but watching these rotations is so frustrating. Do something different. Amen. Uh, IQ Grimes, RJ, Cam, Obi wouldn't be good, but it could be interesting for some stretches and fun. Yeah, at this point, again, I think where everybody's frustrations lie, first and foremost, and where I'm right with you is like, I just want a team that I'm excited to watch play basketball again. Like, I'm at the point where, like, the starting five goes out there, and I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to watch this team. They're not fun to watch. Some nights they're really miserable to watch, like tonight. Um, yeah, yeah. Forgotten NYC, uh, how bad do you think the Knicks have to be for the front office to finally wave the white flag on the season and start resting? 
trusting guys early? Uh, that's a good question. So, I mean, if they're honest with themselves, and I don't know if they are, um, if they are being honest with themselves, I like they're 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 a long shot, I think, to make the plan. Because to me, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to Atlanta recently. Atlanta's figuring it out. And Atlanta, I was astounded by how poorly they played all season. They're figuring it out now. And they have a much better roster than the Knicks. Um, so I would be shocked if Atlanta didn't pass the Knicks. Okay, so that means the Knicks would have to pass two other teams to make the play-in. Who are they passing? Are they passing Toronto? Are they passing Boston? Are they passing Charlotte, who put up a bajillion points tonight on the poor Pacers? You're basically looking at passing the Wizards, who are maybe as broken as the Knicks right now. But here's the thing. Even if you pass the Wizards and the Hawks pass you, you're still on the outside looking in. So if the front office is looking at this and being honest with themselves and saying, like, look, what's the best scenario? I, I don't. Like, I don't even think they need to get to that point. But at the same time, as we sit here today, they are a half game out of the play-in. And I just cannot imagine a, a New York team, a half game. Like, again, I don't know if they're going to be a half game out of the play-in a week or two weeks from now when the trade deadline's here. But if somehow they still are, I don't know. Um. In terms of, but that's that's a trade conversation. In terms of resting healthy players, yeah, probably fifteen games. Uh, it's a good call. Uh, Keith Knighton, there's no way you could win when three out of the five starters are extremely useless. Kemba Fournier and Randall. Um, I'm gonna. I think that needs a little bit of context. Kemba Walker is useless in this starting five because he's not being used as a point guard. Like. He gets a couple of on-ball possessions occasionally, takes an off-the-dribble three occasionally, and then he goes stands around. Um, he offers no value on defense. He offers no value off-ball. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. He offers value off-ball. He offers value off-ball as a spot-up shooter, but he doesn't want to be a spot-up shooter. That's not his comfort zone, and I think you've seen it revealed over the course of this year that that's not his comfort zone. Um, Fournier has value. Like, Fournier could go to a team – a good team this year and help them like a good team. They, he could help them win games. It's just a terrible fit here. And I think that has as much to do with Julius as anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of just tonight, do did those guys offer any value tonight? I mean, Randall was, uh, what was Randall? Five of 12. Uh, great stat line, Julius, uh, with four turnovers to four assists. Um, Walker two for eight, Fournier two for seven. So yeah, pretty, pretty choice. Um, Oren Naseb. What's interesting is that Tibbs isn't, or Evan isn't a Tibbs type of player, hustle and defense. Grimes rebounding and digging is world-class hustle plays. Yeah. And there's been like, I feel like conflicting reports out there about did Tibbs want Fournier? Did Tibbs begrudgingly accept Fournier? I've seen both reported. I have no idea what the answer is. Um, I know they wouldn't have signed Fournier if, if Tibbs wasn't on board. 
Um, I did not think, I don't think he thought it would go this poorly. And like, again, we've seen, <laughs> we've seen versions of, of Fournier where he does hustle and he does like play pretty good defense. And then most of the time we don't see that guy. Like that guy exists. It existed in Orlando. Like, here's the other thing. Like Fournier played for, uh, what's his face? The coach Tibbs, buddy who coached with the magic. Um, and also coach with the Hornets. I'm, I'm forgetting his name. He had some health issues recently, whatever. Like I'm sure he did his homework on like, okay, so what's it like to ha- what's it like to have Fournier on your team? Um, the version of Fournier we've got this year, Steve Clifford. Thank you, Andrew. Um, the version of Fournier we got this year has like been so wishy-washy and so inconsistent. And again, I wonder how much of that has to do with, with Julius. I'm sorry to bring it all back to Julius, but I, I could literally point to Julius as a foundation for every problem on this team. Um, Joseph John. Knicks have a point guard problem, but the poor offensive system is the bigger problem. Players bought into Tibbs' defense. They did their part, but Tom didn't do his part in having a modern offense. He lost the locker room. Again, I don't I don't really know what to say to that because there was a month-long stretch last season where despite the fact that they had bottom half of the league offensive personnel, the Knicks were one of the top two or three offenses in basketball. You want to call that like a lucky hot stretch? I don't know. Um, I see this as the most fundamental of basketball truths, which is that your offensive system is only going to look as good as the players that are in it. And if you have players who are A, able, and B, just as importantly, willing to do a lot of stuff on offense, your offense could look good, which is why I point yet again to the offense that the bench played when Derrick Rose was in there at the start of the year. And those offenses had an offensive rating that were better than any team in basketball. And that was a system that was built on the strength of a player who could play a little bit of basketball in Derrick Rose and guys in Quickly and Obi and Burks who complemented Derrick Rose. It's a whole lot easier to run an offensive system when you have that going on as opposed to when you have this fucking guy, Julius Randle, who refuses to alter his style of play. And that's what we all come back to. Always, always, always. That's what I always come back to. Maybe not everybody else, but I always come back to. You have to have players willing to buy into the system. And I don't think Julius has any intention, have ever had any intention of changing the way that he plays. And I thought some of the stuff that we saw early on in the season where there seemed like there was this push and pull with how they played – I think that was probably an attempt to change things, and it went very poorly because of Julius. Um, Now, can you criticize Tibbs for not getting through to his player? It is a head coach's job to get through to your player. Tibbs has not gotten through to Julius Randle. That's on Tibbs. I just don't envy anybody else trying to do the same thing. Um, Bradley Rothman. What's going on, Bradley? Am I crazy for wondering if the Lakers would do a Westbrook plus a player for Kemba, Randall, and Fournier? I think it would actually benefit both teams with only one and a half years left on Westbrook's deal. Um, the So strictly from a salary perspective, uh, you could do it. 
Uh, Randall Fournier, Kemba make about 50. Uh, Westbrook makes 44. They have a bunch of minimum salary players. Um, Lakers have to waive somebody. I think the Knicks would require the Lakers to send back their 2028 pick, which is the only first round pick that they could trade. Um, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want the rush show. I think there are other ways to get rid of Julius Randle than by selling your soul to the devil, which is what trading for Russell Westbrook is. Um, I think you get Randall off this team. I think Fournier's value could go up in a hurry. I think you could trade Fournier for an asset this summer. If not this summer, then definitely next trade deadline. Like that dude, if if he plays a little better, I'm not saying he's been good, but look at his numbers. Look at his offensive numbers. And like pay attention to the games and like when he hits these threes, like there's a good offensive player in there and a guy who isn't a complete disaster on defense when he doesn't want to be. Like, they'll be able to get value for him. Maybe not right now. Maybe not even this summer. But next trade deadline, for sure. Like, I don't want to be hasty with him. Um, you know, we'll see. Oh, look. The Knicks did not make Julius Randle available for comment after this game. Um, Fournier said they smacked us in the head. What a shocker that the Knicks did not make Julius Randle available for comment after this game. Um, although that may be the Knicks doing. Although if, at the same time, if Julius Randle went to the Knicks and said, I want to go out and talk to the media, uh, the Knicks are not saying no. What a guy. What a stand-up guy. What a stand-up guy. At least he's facing the music. Fucking worthless. Uh, Yushan Zhu. Is Julius worse than Simmons? I'd say so. Ben Simmons? Is there another Simmons I'm forgetting about? Yes, Julius Randle is worse than Ben, ben Simmons. Um, my God, yes. Uh, Robert Boy, um, love the face replacement in the back. Yeah, that's that's not going down anytime soon. Thank you. That was Andrew's idea, by the way. Um, uh, okay, I'm going to – I have to scroll up again here. Uh, going to play some more catch-up. Uh, we're going to look at the, the Randle uh, – contract situation in a bit. Uh, okay. Hang on. Uh, all right, Andrew, I may have missed something. If I did miss something, uh, let me know. I'm picking it up with Asfand Yar Janjua. I hope I pronounced that correctly. If I didn't, I apologize. Julius plays like, (laughs) Julius plays like an asshole. Um, did a whole uh, did a whole media tour last year, but wants to be quiet now. I don't respect people who lack this self awareness. I won't trade him. I would trade him tonight. Thank you so much, so much, so much, so much for saying that. You are channeling all of my energy. I my least favorite type of person in the world. I don't care what you are. I don't care how horrible of a human being you are. Um, by the way, shout out Bernardo Zorowski on his birthday. Um, love you, Bernard. Um, I don't care about any of those things. If you are ignorant, I can't stand it. If you are ignorant about yourself, I really can't stand it. And Julius is being ignorant about himself. Horrible. Le- my le- my number one trait that I cannot stand in people. Um, this one from Manny Campos. 
The worst thing about Julius is that the Knicks fans wanted to embrace him as our guy after last year. He hasn't held up his end of the bargain. No hustle, no heart. Thank you, Manny. And I want to echo something about that that I really, really feel very strongly. If he had come in here this year and he had struggled with his shot and was like, you know, making some of the questionable turnovers, but he was like, I know I'm not helping the team with my as much as I should be with my offense right now. I'm going to figure out a way to help them in other ways and just play his ass off and go to Tibbs and be like, I just, you know, I'm going to, I need you to give me a little bit more of a breather from now on because I'm, I'm really, I'm going to give it even a little extra on defense. Is that realistic to expect a quote unquote star player to do that? I don't know. But then again, there aren't many star players who play as poorly offensively as Julius Randle has played. And the only other pushback I'll give to my own comment is like Julius's lack of awareness on defense, especially and on offense, but it really shines on defense. His lack of awareness makes me wonder sometimes, is there a version of Julius that even if he gave it everything he had on the defensive end was going to be able to get over those, those moments that just make you scratch your head, like the backdoor cuts he falls asleep on and like all that kind of stuff. It would be better. I know that it would be better. Um, but he didn't do that. He didn't do that. Um, oh, Asfond is uh, shout out to Mello from Toronto. Um, okay, from CT Pittman, the patron saying of the super chat. I'm very curious to see what he has to say tonight. Has there ever been a worse fall from grace for a most improved player in NBA history than the 2020 2021 fooled us Randall? Um, it's interesting that you bring that up, CT. Um, Prez over at the Strickland was messaging me today about, uh, not suggesting that this is a valid comp. He just wanted to, he was wondering if I had looked into this as a comp for Julius this season, Pascal Siakam last year. So Pascal Siakam, one most improved player, second team, all NBA, um, awesome, awesome season. And last season he kind of fell from grace. I think the difference for me is that Pascal was not the face of the Raptors and they had such a strong and sturdy culture there that like when he tried to like, like he left a game early or some bullshit, um, they suspended him. They suspended him for a game because they're like, we don't deal with that shit here. And like they showed some tough love and they, and he, and Pascal has been pretty good this year. Um, one, the fall from grace was not as bad as this, because again, the problem is that the Knicks entire offense was Julius Randle last year. So when then, then when he goes to shit, it's not, um, everything goes to shit. And two, again, as I've already discussed many, many times and people vehemently disagree with me and I, I can't say I blame them at this point. I just don't know how accountability, how he'd react to the attempts at accountability. But again, it can't be worse, right? Um, has there been a worse fall from grace? Again, I mentioned Oladipo. Didn't, didn't have a good follow-up to that year. Um, I'm looking at past winners right now. Bobby Simmons, I'm going to be dead honest with you. Bobby Simmons won most improved player for the Los Angeles Clippers. In 2004, 2005, 
I do not have one iota of a memory about Bobby Simmons. So I guess maybe he fell from grace a little bit. Um, yeah, he went to the Bucks after that. And uh, I guess, let's see. Yeah, but he again, he wasn't like a guy on Julius's level. Uh, but his career kind of went downhill. Uh, that's really it. Yeah, you'd have to go back pretty far to find someone maybe that was on that level. But Ronnie Cycli won Most Improved Player. How do you like that? Okay, this again from Mello from Toronto. Let's get the Tibbs apologies out of the way, Macri. Um, what? Apologize for defending Tibbs? Never. You'll never get that from me. Um, I believe in Tibbs. I believe Tibbs is a good coach. I believe he may not have – he has not handled the Randall thing well. Uh, clearly I think he's a good coach and I'll defend him until the day he's fired. And I will, I will also believe by the way, if he does get fired, wait, Oh no, that was not from Mello from Toronto. Sorry. I got confused about who was who. Guy Huber then let's get the Tibbs apologies out of the way. Macri. Um, I will believe that if the, if the team fires him, not necessarily that it'll be the wrong move because I think Johnny Bryant's going to be a good coach, but he does not deserve to be fired. I'll say that. Not right now. Um, this, I think, from Mello from Toronto. Correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew. Look at how RJ handles and faces adversity. Julius, on the other hand, acts like a man-child. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yes. Parish Duggar, we need consistency. So here I am. Tibbs must go. At least spell Tibbs right. It's T-H-I-B-S. Um, Hush Zoo. Teams don't double Randall anymore because he's got he's good. He's good. Teams double him now because it's free turnovers. What a sad player he's he has turned into. That's a great comment. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, how many times tonight did the did the Heat leave? Uh, I forget who the who the point guard is. Where Jules, we, Julius, I, why am I calling him Jules? Where Julius, we get switched on to uh, uh, Gabe Vincent. What was he doing with that? He wasn't doing shit with it, you know? And then they selectively doubled, and they tried to force turnover. And he made a couple of nice passes to his credit early on, and then things went to shit. Uh, this is another one from Robert Cross. Cullitz was on fire in playback tonight. Sign him to a contract extension. Thanks, KFS. Hashtag 53 wins. Yeah, uh, we had fun in playback um, for sure. Um, shout out to everybody who was in there. Appreciate all the patrons. Uh, you guys are awesome. You're making this season um, some more fun for a couple of reasons. One, I have a general NBA podcast that I get to look forward to recording every week. And uh, two, the playback has been awesome. Um, ML Nair. At some point, it doesn't matter if Tibbs loses Randall. He's at risk of losing the team. Um, well, where'd your comment go? RJ and Mitch are the only starters that give effort at all times. And I don't know about Mitch. Mitch, Mitch gives effort, but Mitch is also a space cadet. And Mitch was not good tonight. He got owned. He was not an effective player. Um, Tibbs has to play who comes to play. That's a very valid comment. It's something uh, Jeremy brought up in the in the playback tonight. Um, 
I don't know. I have no idea how the team sees sees Julius. Maybe the team is sympathetic to Julius's struggles, but at the same time, you know, they're professional athletes and they want to go out to have a chance to win games. And that's that's when things get bad. Is anytime you have an organization where the emphasis is not on winning, that's when things get terrible. Thus far, I think the reason why the Knicks have like continued to have moments that make us believe is because the emphasis has remained on winning. They just haven't done it enough. If they keep trotting out lineups with again that don't work and like there's no accountability for Julius, do certain players wonder if the effort is still being made to win as, as much as it could be? I don't know. It's a good question. Um, this is from Jiwanan. Juanan, yes. Think Dallas would be interested in Randall? It works under the cap with Randall, with Powell, Brunson, and Finney Smith coming back. Um, oh God, I just don't know what teams around the league would think of Randall. I mean, theoretically, he would look better there, but then you're playing KP as your full-time center, which I guess they're kind of doing already. But, like, those are three rotation players for them. Like, Brunson's... Like, Brunson's been a better player than Julius Randle this year. <laughs> you know, I don't – I wouldn't do that if I was Dallas. Finney Smith's good. Finney Smith's on a great contract. They're going to have to pay him this summer, but he's on a great contract. Um, uh, man. No, I don't think they do that. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, Jessica, what's going on, Jess? Good to see you. Great night from Grimes. I love that you're keeping it positive. I see so much potential with the bench players going forward. Rose is going to have such an impact on the kids once he comes back. Let's go, Knicks. I needed I needed the positivity, Jessica. Thank you. Uh, this, uh, this team's so depressing. But, yes, Grimes played. I thought Grimes played super, super well. Really excited to see. thought Obi played well. I thought Quickly had some moments. And I thought RJ played okay. In the face of a Miami defense, I thought RJ played okay. Um. This from Andrew L. Chan. What's going on, Andrew? Everyone is saying trade Randall, but teams are smart. Who wants him outside of Sacramento? Without the Knicks adding picks or taking back a bad contract like Wall. Uh, well, again, Wall makes too much money. So, okay, let's just let's just do it. I think there might be one more comment in regards to, like, trading Randall. Um, uh Hush, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to I'll finish on the Randall trade stuff, okay? Hush Zoo. RJ defenders can rightfully use the RJ had to play with Julius Randall for his first three years. I like that. Uh, I love Grimes Reddish and Obi Reddish is so smooth. Love it. Yeah, and Reddish didn't play great tonight, but he's rusty. I don't put that on him at all. I do want to see more of Reddish moving forward. Um, all the more reason to make trades or rotation adjustments. This is from uh, Vivek. Fire, question mark. Okay, fine. Not going there. But a few immediate changes are needed. One, DMP Kemba. I'm here for it. Again, with the acknowledgement that I do not believe this is Kemba Walker's fault. Yes. Two, make up an injury for Burks. I, I Or just trade him today for like before his value goes down even more. Although, I honestly, at this point, I'll push back on that a little bit. Burks is such a fluctuating player. 
I wonder if maybe like if you sat him a game or two, get him looking a little, get him rested a little bit, and then put him back in. Um, he would go on a hot streak, and then you trade him to try to increase his trade value, but it's not good right now. And then three, send Randall to Montana to talk to Phil. I love it. I love it so much. Um, Montana would be a good place for Julius Randall. Peak motion PT. I would take an empty bag for Julius. Um, but Tibbs is part of the problem. If he wants to stick with the starters, fine, but make adjustments while still in a game. I... I don't know what adjustments you could make with Julius Randle. And again, I'll shout out the podcast me and Benji recorded yesterday. If Julius isn't going to make shots, like it really, it, it at some point it just comes down to, to just basic basketball. If Julius isn't going to make shots, what adjustments are you making? Um, like I, I, I don't know. I just don't know because all of the adjustments that come involve Julius Randle doing more stuff off ball. And running the offense through other players. Um, Julius has to be willing, which gets us back to all of the the thing that everyone wants to fire tips for, which is failing to hold Julius accountable. Um, this from Chris Dada. If you if you trade him before the extension, can we avoid the kicker? That's a great question. I don't know. Boy, is that a good question. I think you do. I'm I'm going to find out the answer to this question. That's a fantastic question. I really don't know the answer. I'm going to try to find out, though. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, too hard on Kemba. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I don't think this is Kemba's fault, but you know his knees aren't good. He can't he can't go downhill like he used to, um, and because he can't go downhill like he used to, it, it takes away a lot of his effectiveness. Um, Kevin Danishevsky, oh, that's it. Okay, uh, this is the rest of your comment. We've gotten to see none of him without an albatross. Another reason I dump Randall for anything. Yeah, I mean, look, Kemba's not the answer for this team moving forward, and quite frankly. Even if there was a version of Kemba that like could return back the clock and like look healthier and whatever, I don't know. I'm at the point now where I'm just kind of like give quickly the point guard minutes. You know, I I don't know. I'm over it a little bit. I'm over a little bit. We're 50 games in, uh, but you know. Would would I would I absolutely hate them trading Julius Randle and then like starting Obi and then like playing like Kemba, uh, Fournier, RJ, Obi, Mitch, and then the the subs, uh, Rose, Grimes, quickly, and then trade Burks, uh, Reddish, uh, you know, Taj or Noel. No, I wouldn't hate that. Um. Hush Zoo, Randall and Kemba and two seconds for, oh boy, Christian Wood and DJ Augustine. Uh, I don't think that, why would, the, why would the Rockets do that? I think the, I think the Rockets are all in on a slow, 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 slow burn. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I would be shocked 
if the Rockets did that. Um, we'll see, though. Uh, thanks for all the likes, by the way. If you're still in here and you haven't hit the like button, feel free to do so. Uh, the likes help us get noticed. And, uh, again, what's better than watching me uh, defend the coach who uh, can't uh, get his best player to play basketball in a cohesive fashion? Um, Stevens B. Guillaume, thank you so much for the contribution. We appreciate it. Brian Lests, notice no mention of Randall's off-court work this year. Not a perfect comp, but I'm ser- I'm seeing serious shades of Marbury's career meltdown here. Uh, Julius Randle to China. Um, you know, maybe that's the comp. Maybe that's the comp. But Marbury, when Marbury's meltdown happened, the organization was such a shit show. And I actually believe the organization is in a stable place. Uh, so he was like part of the shit show. Um, not a bad comp though at all. That's a good comp. I like that comp actually. Anthony six though. Every possible thing has gone wrong this year and Tibbs still has us a few games under 500. Not sure how many moves Tibbs has left without a deal. You know, again, you're, you're kind of preaching to the choir there. Um, every possible thing has gone wrong. But again, when everything goes wrong, like that, I mean, again, I'm, I'm saying this as a Tibbs defender, like some of that's on, that has to be on the coach. Some of it has to be on the coach when everything is going wrong. Some of that has, but the reality is like everything hasn't gone wrong because like we've seen pretty good basketball from quickly and Obi and Grimes and, um, you know, RJ, um, you know, but are like, here's a fun one. Everybody loves to give RJ pats on the back. I think he's had, you know, a 50th percentile season. Um, if you factor everything in, you know, does Tibbs get credit for that? Does Tibbs, does Tibbs get credit for RJ starting hot, going into a massive funk, and then coming back and, like, Tibbs trying to maybe lit a fire under his ass? Because if you, if you look at it, when did the turnaround begin? It kind of began after the Denver game when Tibbs called him out. And then he went into COVID. He had a couple of bad games after COVID, but then he, he's continued to pick it up. I don't know. Does Tibbs get credit for that? You guys tell me. I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> um, Kevin Danishevsky, Kevin, you're, you're awesome, man. I really appreciate you always coming in here and, and contributing. And, like, it means a lot. Um, you're the man. Uh, hypothetical. If Jeff Van Gundy comes to the Knicks and asks them to hire him on the spot, you do it. I'm totally fine. I'm totally not on the fire tips chain, but I'm a 100% yes. Um, Jeff Angoni would sooner move to the North Pole than take Tibbs' job from him. He wouldn't even, like, if the Knicks went to him and was like, hey, I mean, I guess if they went, if Tibbs was like, on board with it and like they went to him and was like, hey, do you want to be like a consultant? I'm like, why the fuck would Van Gundy want to do that? Um, I, I just, I don't know. Um, Abdule Diallo. Julius comes off as a late career mellow. Oh, hold on. Your comment went away. I'll get it back. Um, sorry. That was a, that was a funky, uh, chat move. 
Oh, no, don't tell me I lost it. Here we go. Um, so this again from Abdullah Diallo. Julius comes off as a late career mellow with way less talent or skill or shooting. He's slow on offense and lazy on defense. He's been so disappointing. The only difference I'll say is that, like, Julius is still, like, just some of the offensive decisions in terms of trying to play make. Like, he's not just leaning into long two after long two after long two. If anything, he's kind of gone away from that. His playmate is his playmaking has just gotten a lot worse. I think that the stuff that drives me the most crazy is on defense. And I guess I will say, like, there is a little bit of unselfishness to I think he is there is maybe a part of him that's trying to rack up his assist totals. Um a little bit of Russ there. You know? Uh but yeah. Uh Randall, Kemba, and Fournier for Westbrook. Cheers up a log, clears up a log jam, and clears the books after next year. Uh, again, I, I just I don't know that I have it. I have the stomach for a year and a half of Russell Westbrook, or even like have like you want to talk about stunting RJ's development. Trade for Russell Westbrook on your team. That's like I don't know. Maybe he like. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask about this because I, I, my, my hatred as for Russell Westbrook, I don't care about him as a person, but my hatred for Russell Westbrook, the player, because I'm, I'm a process guy. And if your process is unsound, I can't, I can't watch you. And Russell Westbrook has the most unsound process of any player in the league. And it is not close. He takes five to 10 shots a game that are, literally indefensible like like no like if if the team as a total took the number of shot indefensible shots that he took every game it would drive me up a fucking wall he does it by himself um and he's also atrocious defensively uh and that said like if they made that trade i'd be like i don't can it get any worse brian benjamin um, you've been talking about Randall for so long. I'm afraid your daughter's first words might be Julius Randall. I hope not. I hope for her sake, not, but that's, thank you for that, Brian. I appreciate that. Um, let's hope her first words are something positive. Uh, Ashfand jar. Okay. So this is again, mellow from Toronto, mellow from Toronto. I know RJ hates playing with Randall slowly and there's other guys who already do. He's blaming fans for his play. Him blaming fans for his play is laughable. I mean, there's so much that's laughable. There's so much that's laughable about this. Um, He's not blaming himself. I know that. Not blaming himself. One iota. Not one bit. There's no self-reflection going on. None. Um. All right, I think we may we we may almost be caught up. Uh oh, from Jeremy Cohen. Hello, Jeremy Cohen. Hi. My belief is that because the extension hasn't started, the kicker shouldn't be in effect yet. I hope you're right, Jeremy. I hope you're right. Um, I want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, Obi Toppin. Uh, said that the Heat are a championship caliber team, believes the Heat are a championship caliber team. What a chicken shit Randall is. Sent Obi to talk about this fucking game. What an absolute chicken shit. 
last wait, uh, Andrew, you said there was one more that I oh Aussie Knicks fan Matt, what's going on Matt? How you doing? Over an hour in, salute to you, my guy. Uh, get the likes up. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I still have to write a newsletter about this game. I don't even know. I I don't know what I'm supposed to write. I mean, I kind of I kind of wrote the Tibbs accountability ca- column a couple days ago. Uh, I guess I'll go back to that. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. As prom, oh, we got one more. Um, I keep waiting to go to the to the Randall trade discussion. I'm, I'm going to finish up with that. Jason Devaney, what's going on, Jason? How are you? Hey, Macri, big fan here. Thank you, Jason. Um, I appreciate it. Got my dad a subscription for Christmas, and he's already given up reading Berman articles. Well, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I will just say that I I appreciate that, and I'm glad he's enjoying himself. Um, really, I really miss all the KP trolling last year when, when Randall was Jordan. Yeah, that was nice. Oh, man. Good times. I mean, listen, we're Knicks fans. We had to know that we would have to pay some karmic price for all of the good times last season. Because when do good things ever happen to us? Uh, Bondi with another tweet. Man, I got to... Uh, I got to read this. This is a good tweet. This can't continue. Not with the dismal starting lineup. Not with an uninspired Julius as the primary playmaker. It's been trending down for a while, but now it's like the bottom jar loose and is hanging by the sparse hair strands on Thibodeau's head. You know what, Steph? I can't disagree. All right. Uh, you want to talk some fake Julius Randle trades? So, again, it's impossible to talk, like, about all the possible trades because um, there are so many different combinations. Uh, you could package him with Fournier, and you could trade for pretty much any player in the league. You can cobble together a couple of smaller salaries that add up to, like, um, you know, $16 million, and you could trade for him that way. Uh, there are a lot of different combinations, uh, $16.7 million. Because don't forget, by the way, don't forget, Julius is still at $21.7 on the books because his incentives for all-star and playoffs are still likely incentives because of the way of the, the nature of the CBA. They go down as likely incentives because they happened last year. Um, okay, so here are all the players that uh, you could trade Julius for straight up. Let me just make sure my math is correct here. Uh, get the old calculator out. 21.78 times 1.25. So 27.3. Okay. So Al Horford are the uh, – who does Al Horford play for again? Uh, oh, that's right, the Boston Celtics. Uh, are the Celtics trading Al Horford for Julius Randle? You know what? I, would the Celtics do that? I'm, I'm pretty sure that I think they would. I think they would. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. What would the Knicks like? Would, would the Knicks would ask for like a first? Right? I, I don't even. I don't even know. Um, I'm just going to keep reading names that like um, are, are just not in consideration. 
uh, Kyle Lowry, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Draymond Green, Nikola Vucevic, Buddy Heald. Okay, um, Buddy Heald. I am fairly certain that the Kings would happily trade you Buddy Heald for Julius Randle. Buddy Heald has two more years left on his contract. It's a descending contract, which is good. Makes $21 million next year, $19 million the year after that. Um, I want I want Buddy, Buddy Heald nowhere near this team. I don't really like Buddy Heald. Does lead the league in three-pointers for like the last three years, the last four years, the last five years. At a good percentage, he doesn't do anything else. Um, like there's no playmaking, really. The defense is bad. Um, the Knicks would ask for a pick. The Knicks would ask for a pick. The Knicks would ask for Buddy Heald and a pick. Um, Buddy Heald and, like, the Kings' top six protected first this year? I'd do that. I don't know what – like, what if it converts to two seconds? Are you – Are you? Are, is that – you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure, though, if the, if, if the Kings really want Julius – I think the Knicks would probably hold out for Fox until even if it took until the summer and then like maybe give something else to try to get Fox. I, I don't, I don't even know. Um, John Collins, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. Uh, Randall Brogdon can't be traded. Tim Hardaway Jr. Who just broke his toe and is out for the foreseeable future. I, <laughs> I'm just laughing at the thought of Julius Randle being traded for Tim Hardaway Jr. That would be uh, high comedy. Um, I, I, I don't, I just don't, if you're Dallas, like, I don't know. Do you do that? I, I guess Dallas does that. Do the Knicks do that? Um, man, uh, Mike Connolly, uh, Gary Harris on a $20 million expiring contract. Uh, sadly, uh, Orlando uh, wants nothing to do with Julius Randle. Danilo Gallinari. What do you think? We'll send uh, Jules to uh, Atlanta to play, uh, what, small forward, I guess, next to John Collins? No. Uh, Harrison Barnes, the trade I keep coming, uh, I keep coming back to. I love, a, I love the, 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 the notion of a Barnes plus a small asset. I don't even need Barnes plus a – give me Barnes – I mean, Barnes plus Davion Mitchell, Barnes plus a heavily protected first that maybe eventually, like, has to convey as a first so it becomes unprotected at some point. Um, or maybe, maybe, and I, I don't know if the CBA would, if the CBA allows this, can you make a, I don't think you could do this. It'd be cool if you could make it a first round pick that's protected for a couple of years. And then if it doesn't convey by a certain point, then it turns into a pick swap. Um, I don't think you could do that, though. Um, Jeremy Grant. You guys want Jeremy Grant? Well, I don't think that matters because Detroit doesn't want Jer uh, Julius Randle. Uh, I'll keep reading down again. These 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 trades are not happening. Fred Van Fleet, uh, Jared Allen, Zach Levine, Goran Dragic, uh, Toronto would tell you to go fuck off. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Lonzo Ball, Clint Capella, Demonis Sabonis. Eric Gordon, uh, I think Houston says no. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. I think Houston would rather have the first-round pick that they could get in a Gordon trade. Um, but we'll see. Uh, 
Almost done. Eric Bledsoe. There we go. Perfect. That's the trade. That's the trade. Send Julius back to L.A. Bring back Eric Bledsoe. And Julius can play power forward next to his old buddy, his good friend, Marcus Morris. They made such beautiful music here last time. Let's run it back in L.A. Mook could come off the bench uh, once – once, you know, Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard are healthy. Um, what are we getting on top of Eric Bledsoe? I need Eric Bledsoe and something. Can we get Brandon Boston Jr.? Uh, Terrence Mann, fresh off his extension. I like Terrence Mann. Um, man, yeah. But, like, you know, uh, I think I'll, I'll, I'll go to the end of the list of the, of the one-on-one players just so we could do complete the exercise. Um, Miles Turner, Terry Rogier, Ricky Rubio, Karis Levert, um, Jonathan Isaac, uh, Joe Harris, uh, Evan Fournier, Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> Stephen Adams. Uh, Memphis wouldn't do that. Markel Fultz, uh, Orlando wouldn't do that. And uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, Dinwiddie. There's a name. There's a name. If, what, what, would, what, would, what would Washington do? Would Washington trade that Dinwiddie's been bad this year? Um, would Washington give up a draft asset to unload Dinwiddie and bring on Randall? I, I don't know. There was a whole thing about Bradley Beal wanted to play with Dinwiddie. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, okay, so that was humbling. Uh, but yeah, it's like, so trade Randall tomorrow. Where are you trading him? What are you getting? Uh, but again, it's, it's not about just those players. You could, you could get a package, you could package him and try to get someone else. But like, if you package him with someone else, like you're adding a pick to add what player to this team, you know? Um, and if you're taking a package for him again, what team is giving up a, what team is giving up something valuable to trade for Julius Randle? I don't know. I don't know who they are. Um, so that's the downside. That said, I think they could find a deal for him somewhere out there. I believe they could do that if they wanted to before the deadline. I remain unconvinced that they will. But we'll see. Um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for uh, for being here. It's amazing that we just had 500 people in here still watching. Almost 300 likes. If you haven't hit the like button yet and you just came in, Hit the like button. Um, reminder that we will have a Patreon episode for any patrons in here. Drop in either on the later side of tomorrow or Friday morning. Uh, we're going to have a mailbag. Oh, boy, that should be fun. We're going to have a mailbag uh, segment tomorrow. So look for Chris Persianen soliciting questions. Um, we'll retweet his tweet um, asking for questions. So we get a bunch of questions in. That's going to be recording tomorrow, dropping on Friday. Um, we'll have a post game after the Milwaukee game. Hopefully when we get to talk about a new starting lineup. Um, I think that's it. Thanks everybody for coming watching. Uh, I, I don't know what I would do without the opportunity to voice all of these thoughts after game. So, uh, the fact that you guys come and join me and, uh, contribute to the cause is, uh, means a lot. So, uh, yeah. Talk to you soon guys. Peace out. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.